Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Fight Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. So this week, we're going to be talking about a couple things. Um, Last week, we ran a little bit longer than we had hoped to, so we'll keep it a little bit short so we can get you out of here quicker. (laughs) Yep, for all of our sakes. But uh, yeah, thank you. If you you listened last week, we appreciate that. And and, uh, just sincerely, we'd love to hear from you just some of your input about this and and how it might be of, of, of more help to you. Uh, if the Facebook page is a good place to access it, or if you'd like to receive email. Uh, so our last broadcast, our last episode, even though it was a little bit long, we'd really appreciate you listening to um, if you could take the time and just uh, you know kind of hear that as a, a foundation of what we're trying to do. Yeah, I echo the same things. Um, just if you could take a look at the Facebook page, we do have some great resources there. So uh, just take a look at those, um, and if while you're at it, if you could share that post so your friends can see it, just so we can get the message out um, and get as many people as we can involved in this uh, good fight that we're all in. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking, uh, first of all, about uh, something called the Golden Triangle of Freedom, uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court vacancy and some of the things surrounding that. And uh, finally, talk a little bit, bit about CRT and kind of what it means is, uh, um, uh, for us and how to become informed about that. So, looking forward to it. All seem like important things. All right. See you in a minute. Okay, we're back, and uh, I've been kind of excited to share about this, the the concept of the Golden Triangle of Freedom. Uh, it's come up in a, in a couple of books that I've read, and uh, I'll put the, the links to those up in the, uh, the, the notes for the, the podcast. But uh, the Golden Triangle of Freedom talks about uh, uh, three things that you can kind of picture an, an equilateral triangle and uh, that just kind of keeps going around from corner to corner to corner. Uh, but basically, the, the Golden Triangle of Freedom says that, that freedom requires virtue, which requires faith, and we'll get into some of the details of that. So, we'll kind of qualify it and say faith of some kind, which then goes back around to the beginning, uh, and faith uh, also leads to freedom, but it also requires freedom, and then it just keeps going around the circle. So we'll kind of take each one in uh, in, in turn and uh, and and kind of go from there. What I really like about that is how both of those virtue and faith all go back to freedom, and that those two, it you know are, or excuse me, freedom is foundational to both of those for that triangle to, to work, and so to practice this uh, in the world. There's only a few certain places where this could um, actually be implemented, if I'm understanding that right. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things that we we as Americans need to continue to play up, and that those of us who are are kind of have our eyes and ears open at what's going on, realizing that so much of what's going on in in our society and our politics are uh, are, are things that will end up taking our freedoms away. 
and how freedom is such a precious thing uh, that's been so uh, so carefully crafted and so hard uh, hard fought for that uh, I think it's really good to bring that in. I totally agree. So let's get into the triangle. Okay, and just another good thing for us as as, as Americans is that. Uh, that that that's that's the thing that I think we can all or we all should rally around. Okay, we may have disagreements, you know, about some aspects of virtue or morality, and we may have disagreements about uh, the tenets of faith. And we've already kind of gone through the gospel. But as Americans, then I think our freedom is something that we really should be able to rally around and appreciate and value. And I think this is a good way to to uh, to go about it. I think a lot of the citizens in America today have become so, uh, I guess you could say, spoiled with freedom that they don't understand how hard it was for us to get it and how precious freedom is and how many people around the world would die for their families to be able to be free. And yes. that's com been completely lost. Yeah. I was just hearing the story of a, a famous uh, orchestral conductor, uh, Eugene Ormandy, and he was being uh, interviewed. This was back in the 30s. Uh, but uh, they said, well, uh, you know, when is your birthday? And um, he said, my, my physical birthday, I, I really don't know and I don't care about. But I, the, the day I, I count as being born is the day I came to America. Hmm. And, um, you know, just you know, very, very, very profound. So... Well, anyway, the, the first leg, that freedom requires virtue. And so, there are so many questions, and, and the, the resource that I'm going to point out by Os Guinness, he takes a lot of these details. He's a great uh, intellectual mind, uh, a British citizen. And it's so interesting how people from foreign countries sometimes can, can point out to us how precious our freedoms are, and he is certainly one of those people. But uh, uh, freedom requires virtue because in order to have limited government, and maximum freedom for ourselves, we have to be able to, uh, in a lot of ways, self-discipline or self-govern before we can count on laws or constitutions to even really make a difference. Well, first of all, that's it's a beautiful thing for us to be able to have that to be exercised. The issue, as we could probably all agree, is we need disciplined people to do that. And eh, looking at the people we have right now, discipline probably isn't there. Yeah, and we can see the results of it. I mean, I saw it in the school system, and we see it in so many ways, but uh, Chesterton put it really well, and he said, you know, if we're not willing to be governed by the Ten Commandments, then we're going to be governed by the 10,000 little mm -hmm. commandments. And aren't we seeing that in our litigious society? You know, people talk about, you know, in business deals when you could shake hands and, and uh, you know, have, uh, have the integrity to follow through on it. But I think we're really seeing that lived out. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, I mean, hopefully that can change, but that's certainly yeah. a good point. Yeah. Well, another good example is, just, is George Washington and how when he was riding on top of things, I mean, you could argue that he's the one indispensable person in the life of our nation. But uh, there were calls to make him king, you know, King George I of, of America. And uh, his, his soldiers were behind it. A lot of other people were behind it. But he on purpose uh, laid, laid that down and laid down power twice after the revolution and then at the end of his second term presidency. And uh, I, that's, that's a really good example for us to follow. Yes, I agree. And it, I mean, yeah, George Washington, great person, 
probably would have been a decent king, you know, but we understand tyranny doesn't work. Um, but, you know, that it's just America probably wouldn't have been what we are now if that happened. So props to George Washington and very good. Yeah, and and it uh, it really speaks to and and we, we the 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 need for the separation of powers that we have that not only acknowledges the need for virtue but realizing that from uh, from the, the the broadly theistic and 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 Christian biblical understanding of most of the people back then that we're also sinners and that uh, that we have to to allow for both of those things the great potential that there are but also those checks and balances that are so important. So. Yeah, you know, with government, I uh, was just uh, actually learning about the circle of government, how you go from tyranny to revolution to democracy to anarchy back to tyranny, and it goes round and round and round. Yep. We're in democracy right now. Well, a form of democracy. That's where we got to press pause, and we can't let it go anywhere but stay here. <laughs> yep. We're hearing a lot of people uh, mention that word instead of uh, constitutional republic. Hey, Dan, uh, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and, uh, and look through the rest of it. Be Sounds right good. We're back talking about the golden triangle of freedom. Uh, we spent some time talking about just how important our freedom is, how precious it is, and and uh, I think you know different definitions. And it seems like you know now uh, we we a lot of people might think of freedom as the the freedom to be happy or the freedom to do anything I want, uh, and yet that seemed to be very far from the uh, the founders' idea and um, and really our idea of even being freedom in Christ. Uh, uh, there's more of freedom to do the right thing, or freedom of conscience, freedom to to believe what I sincerely believe and to act on that belief. Uh, you know, obviously within within the law and stuff like that, but um, very very important. So we talked about uh, freedom requiring virtue, the need to self uh, for self discipline to treat others the way that uh, that we would want to be treated. And uh, how virtue really uh, then requires faith, and we'll say faith of some sort. So, uh, Denver, why don't you ask the question that you asked me earlier about that? Okay. So, Brian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is totally spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, this is right. Yeah, exactly. So, you're telling me uh, <laughs> to practice this triangle, uh, somebody could have the faith of Islam. Would that be correct? Okay, <laughs> well, uh, and and theoretically, yes, uh, but that's kind of where the freedom comes in, is that uh, uh, freedom needs to allow for people of other faiths to be able to also practice their faith according to their conscience. And uh, at least from what my, my study and exposure to, uh, to, to Islam is that, uh, that in places where it's practiced and Sharia law is part of the government, that that really isn't the case. That the, the idea is uh, that everyone needs to, uh, to acknowledge Islam or in some places be taxed or be killed. <laughs> and so, um, 
so I, I, I would say that yes, as long as you uh, are not practicing the radical version of that and don't and acknowledge that that not everyone is going to uh, acknowledge the Islamic faith and that we need to have our value of our freedom be the thing that we are unified behind, even as we seek to make the case for our respective faiths. Okay, so the answer basically is, yeah, you can practice any sort of faith as long as you allow others to practice it freely, right? Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, Os Guinness makes that point, too, and he spends quite a bit of time on this, is that, you know, the freedom and the virtue part uh, are the ones that people of a more liberal mindset uh, tend to think about, you know, being the well. You know, I, I want to be free to do whatever I want, and I don't want you dour old Puritans ruining my day by, by telling me everything I have to do. And then by virtue is that, you know, we don't want to, you know, be moralistic and, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, but that this one about faith is the one that for those of us maybe are, who are uh, uh, conservative Christians is the one that challenges us because we have to look at that and realize that uh, we can't expect for everyone uh, to embrace the Christian faith um, uh, as part of this, I mean, we we've are, hopefully, if you've listened to our other podcasts, our record is very clear: the Christian gospel is the main thing, and that's uh, because it lasts on into eternity. Um, but we uh, we we need to be careful in our going out into the world that we don't. Uh, that's not something that's our expectation. And you know, as Christians, we're called on to disciple others, but. We're not called on to disciple or else kill others, right? So there we go. You know, that's the answer there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's part of the Great Commission. You know, go yeah, and make no. disciples or else. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's not that part. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and so that's where uh, you know the faith. The, we're going. We're back at the other, the, the beginning of the triangle. Faith requires freedom. Um, and I think, uh, I, I know, speaking from my understanding of my faith as a Christian, faith is going to lead to freedom, and that in some ways, uh, as we tell people about the gospel, there's f- our freedom in Christ, our freedom from the guilt of our own sin and knowing that we, we have eternal life and, and that that's our, our, our hope and that, that uh, we have eternity to, to live with Christ. Um, but the, the uh, f- faith requires that kind of freedom we were just talking about to be able to allow allow for other faiths and uh, be able to be truly tolerant, which means not agreeing with everybody, but being willing to let them practice that and be able to engage in dialogue and and having that kind of freedom be our our, uh, our foundational unity. So this is spontaneous. As Brian, you were just talking about. Uh, how faith leads to freedom. Uh, I have a coaster here, and it's uh, this. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, John 8.32. So, okay. that's, yep. look well, at that. And that's where, uh, you know, that's that's something we can certainly advocate for uh, as as Christians, about what true freedom really constitutes, and that we can, in this day and age where truth uh is uh, is on the scaffold, so to speak, that we can uh, say that that uh, truth will will set us free. Yep. Yep. I subscribe. 
All right. Well, um, the uh, resource by Os Guinness is from a book called The Free People's Suicide, which I I recommend highly. Uh, He's been very encouraging to me. And uh, another book by Eric Metaxas uh, called If You Can Keep It, he leans quite a bit on uh, on Guinness's work. Uh, And it's not as in-depth of a thing. If you want to kind of go into some of the questions about the Golden Triangle and some of the nuances of it and uh, and everything, uh, that... uh, Free people suicide would be a good place to start. I would agree. All right. We'll be back in a second and uh, talk about our Supreme Court vacancy we got. Oof. And we're back. So uh, we wanted to take this segment and talk about um, the recent news on the Supreme Court nominee that uh, will be upcoming. Now, this is always a time for for politics, really. So let's not get that uh, misconstrued at all. It's always political. However, this time is a little bit different. Um, This time, the president announced that he will be choosing a black woman. Now, there is no issue with choosing a black woman, in my mind. The issue is narrowing down the field in which you choose the eventual nominee that you place that goes to the Senate. Um, And I just wanted to point out, I watched a a video that a friend shared, and um, the person on that video was um, basically uh, saying that for 200 years or so in America, you know, the field was narrowed already with white men. It, it, it had been narrowed for that for that long. Um, and now finally, you know, we're going to do it the other way. But he was advocating for what the president is doing. But it doesn't make sense at all to me that if for 200 years or so, maybe a little bit less, narrowing the field to white men, so basically discriminating based on gender and race, if that was wrong for 200 years, why is it right now? And so that would be my question. And to be honest with all of you, it it has really been on my mind and it's been uh, bothering me quite a bit. And I just want to make it clear that if a president of the United States nominated nominated a black woman, great, fine, there is no issue whatsoever for me. The issue is narrowing the field. Yeah. Well, to me, this so it so speaks to what you uh, said a couple of weeks ago, Denver, about uh, about using your head, think, don't feel, and uh, and, and I have to say that uh, you know as, as much as I dislike uh, Barack Obama and his his political views and policies and uh, and everything that uh, I, I have have been softened i was softened then and i continue to be when i see how much that just that meant that that a black man had been or a black person had been elected to be president of the united states and i you know i'm probably you know i probably could attend to to to, to minimize that but i just seeing the news reports and you know looks on people's faces and the rejoicing i i understand that and how that 
how much that means. And so I, I don't want to minimize that at all. And I understand if the, the day that a black woman uh, goes on the Supreme Court, I'd love for her to be a, a, a strong constitutional originalist, uh, the, but, but that will be a day that I, that I want to celebrate too. And yet, I, I'll come back. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but just a big thing to me, ideas don't have a skin color. Yes. And, yeah. and, that, um, that, and so that's, that's one of the things that, that, that bothers me, is that it's not about the skin color, it's about the ideas and about judicial philosophy and original, uh, just the originalist in- interpretation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, you know, eager to see who the president nominates because I'm going to take a look and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to judge on her qualifications. And again, you know, there is no issue with that, with uh, putting a black woman on there. And Brian, I, I'll join you in rejoicing on that day. But it, it just, to me, it matters her qualifications and, you know, we'll see what happens. And just to, on the topic of it, you know, it has to be confirmed in the Senate. Um, and so we're going to be looking at Joe Manchin. You know, what is he going to do? Because um, he will kind of be the deciding factor, because you could probably bet your bottom dollar that all the other Democrats are probably going to confirm. And we'll see about the Republicans. I mean, you don't know. You have some, like maybe Mitt Romney, who, you know, depending on a few things, would, would side with the Democrats. So we'll see. Um, but I really, really subscribe to that. Ideas do not have a skin color. Yeah. Well, and and uh, you know, I think you can argue that, uh, and uh, you don't remember this, but I, I remember that uh, um, that it used to be that it was pretty much understood that okay, you know, the 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 president's administration duly elected, uh, they get to pick their person, and it's amazing how many uh, how many justices uh, before Robert Bork were uh, confirmed with a large majorities of both parties, even though they didn't agree with the politics that, that they saw that they were qualified and that was it. But, but uh, like you said, sadly, no more. Yeah, it's definitely, like everything nowadays, become so politicized, and it probably shouldn't be. Uh, I wish we had more unity. And man, that's, a, that's an amazing word, unity. Seems like everything is so divisive these days. And... Uh, which, spoiler, we'll talk a little bit about CRT next episode, and that sure is divisive, so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it re- really is sad that we even have to, uh, uh, that we even have to go there. And, and I guess another thing I wanted to say that, that really uh, bothers me about this whole thing is just the, the political pandering uh, of, of Joe Biden back at the debate when he made that announcement. And that uh, you know, and it, it's fine if you want to do that, great. But uh, you know, in order to garner votes of people and 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 you know, get people's hopes up over stuff like that, I mean, I I can understand it, but uh, you know, I, I really respect it a lot, and it helped me in being able to get over some of my reservations about President Trump. He published a before he was elected, published a list of judges that he intended to choose from for his nominations. And he stayed very close to that. And I know that that was one thing uh, that uh, gave a lot of us encouragement to kind of dip our toe in the water uh, and, and vote for Trump that first time when we had, uh, had, had many doubts. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think that's the way to do it. You know, there wasn't a lot of talk about, you know, the skin color of people on that list. It was their qualifications, their ideas, that type of thing. And that's what should be discussed during this. Now, again, I understand this is all this is going online. This is going to be public. I may be running for office someday, so I want to make it very clear that skin color, uh, and, and if a black woman is nominated and put on, I'll be very happy because of what that means. But I'm just worried about a couple other things, and just I don't like the, the narrowing of the field there. Yeah. Well, and isn't it sad that uh, people that believe in interpreting the Constitution uh, as it were intent- intended uh, has to be a controversial idea? Uh, yeah. And so, and we can kind of go on from there. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, I, I've heard cu- some couple lists of other Democratic senators that could also be very concerned. Uh, I've seen some of the candidates uh, that have been put up. Uh, I think a couple of which seem quite qualified, uh, several completely unqualified. And so, uh, so we'll see. We will see. All right. going to wrap things up here for this uh, segment um, and so thank you very much for listening and once again we'd love to to just hear from you uh, what is helpful um, I know one bit of information I got from somebody I talked to is that uh, they, they wouldn't mind hearing some some opposing viewpoints and I thought probably a good way that we could introduce that is either by guests or pointed resources of people who maybe had been more on the the liberal or leftist side, and uh, for some in some reasons uh, came to the light, so to speak, <laughs> and are now uh, conservative thinkers and kind of uh, uh, see things from that light. And that might be encouraging for others that are on the fence or having questions, whatever, to see what that perspective is like. So I appreciated that input. Yeah, that's really good. I've been taught throughout my educational career that when you write an essay, you have to put in opposing arguments. So if this is an essay, then we're going to do the same thing. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And I think for for a lot of us as uh, uh, conservative parents and, and, and teachers and others that, uh, uh, you know, we look back and think about, well, maybe, you know, we, we, we didn't prepare – uh, the people under our charge to be able to give good arguments uh, to refute some of these ideas that are out there, and um, and especially in the you know the the uh, the the, th- the the thinking rather than feeling ones, and so uh, uh, our quote of the week is uh, one of those that talks about uh, uh, to that end. And it's by a man named Richard Weaver, an interesting person I'd like to look into more. But he was born in 1910 and died in 1963. But uh, he said the following. He said, exertion, self-denial, endurance. These make the hero. But to the spoiled child, they connote the evil of nature and the malice of man. 
So that may be <laughs> so that may be just another way of saying you know you got to think and not feel because uh, at, at the time sometimes doing the right thing doesn't feel very good and that's where what you know to be true has got to kick in. It goes back to that discipline that we talked about in the triangle. Got to have discipline. So I mean yeah. everything is a little bit connected there. Yep. Yeah, very much so. So I hope everybody has a good week. Just remind you, God is in control. There are a lot of good things happening, and and uh, we're uh, hoping maybe in these podcasts we can do kind of a good news segment. If you want some good news, the Wall Builders Live podcast at wallbuilderslive.com. Most every Friday they do a good news Friday, and there is a lot of good stuff going on, and uh, just one more way that they reflect such a positive outlook on things. Yep, I like them. They're good people there, so... I'd recommend it as well. All right. Have a good week, everybody, and uh, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Keep up the good fight. Bye.